My butt. It's issue number 60 of the Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm Andy, the one-man wrecking crew, and with me are my co-hosts, Shane, the Hopalong Cassidy of the Dirt Bike crowd. Yes! <laughs> and Rory, the blazing juice of an overripe fruit. Yeah? No, that's right. <laughs> Today, we feature Spider-Man. Thor, the Fantastic Four, and magic. And it's going to take us from January through February, just two months of 1984. And during this time, we've got bombers. So, bombers. Bombers. Ma Bell was broken up into the baby bells, which isn't a bummer, but it's a bummer that we don't do that anymore. Uh, if you're familiar with the. Uh, the what what do they call that? Not not is it trust busting? Is that what they called it? It's all anti-monopoly, antitrust yeah. laws. Or you know, back in the day when, when, we, when we acted like we cared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until <laughs> <laughs> Amazon shut up and everything got easy. Yeah. Everything was everything's so easy now. You you don't want to break that up. Yeah, on, you don't want to break you don't want to break it up because it's not easy. Come on. Uh Ronald Reagan announces in his State of the Union the development of a permanent space station, an effort which, after a period of time, would become the International Space Station. Not much of a bummer, I guess. But anytime Ronald Reagan says anything, I'm sad. Sure, well, Putin did threaten to throw it at us. (laughs) Did he? Yeah, Yeah. he said he'll crash it into America. What the fuck? If we we don't give him his money back. (laughs) What a Karen. (laughs) Karen indeed you were speaking to our manager for four (laughs) years come on Uh, and then I have three births here I find them fun so the first one I don't know very much about maybe you you guys do there's a a Hulu miniseries out now maybe about them it's uh, Elizabeth Holmes was born the founder of Theranos oh yeah Uh, yeah, I don't know anything except that she was a big, a big fraudster. <laughs> yep, I mean that's the, the uh, that's the intriguing thing about the story is that it's a not it's like it, how simple it is. It's just this this insanely ambitious narcissist uh, pretended to invent something, <laughs> <laughs> and the world was in awe. And we threw a bunch of money at her because of how pleased we were about this invention that never happened. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I've been meaning to check that that mini series out. I, I I don't know. I heard it was at least entertaining. If not I'm trying good. to remember exactly, it was uh, it like test your blood without in a, without a needle, something like that. It was yeah, yeah. It was it was some sort of diabetic or, blood test. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, the other two births, I know you're gonna love because they're Eric Trump and Ben Shapiro. <laughs> Holy shit! 
<laughs> Born the with same him. time, yeah. At the same moment, <laughs> when a st- <laughs> when God looked away and a star blinked out, <laughs> and two two children of the void crawled out of some sort of desecrated vagina. <laughs> it began to spoil the land they walked upon. Yep. I look away for one second. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and two harbingers of the apocalypse were <laughs> slipped through. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. Ben Shapiro. What a... The living bummer, they would call him if he was a Marvel <laughs> character. Morbius the living bummer. As he clawed his way out of his mother's dried up <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yes, we got there. We got there to that desert vagina. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, all right. The triumphant return, maybe, of Spider-Man to our podcast. Uh we we checked in we checked in our on our on our web friend and this first issue is kind of a little one off there's a there's two stories in it the first one is just sort of a you know a dime a dozen action piece where he fights a guy named Thunderball uh, <laughs> and then I had no idea what was going <laughs> on hang on it's... yeah okay wait wait let <laughs> we got to talk about how this this week there were just words in the comics and i think if i was going to like come up with a title for our podcast, which I never do. If no, this week's, never do that. This week's title should literally be Thunderball, Scuttlebutt, and Squidge. Mm. <laughs> it's just like Those a are whole, good. just words. Okay, just but Scuttlebutt words, is man. a word. I just don't know why it's the name of Beta Ray Bill's ship. Do you know how funny it is to be like, this is a Valkyrie, and she has to say the word Scuttlebutt. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, and Thunderball is just a Bond movie reference. Like, that's all. Like, they they named it because of the Bond movie because they they referenced the song at the uh, on the like the, the the story title. The story title is "And He Strikes Like a Thunderball," which is like the last line of the Thunderball theme song. Oh man, <laughs> it's weird. Um, and he wields an enchanted crowbar, which I found very appealing. <laughs> <laughs> It's not his. He also has a ball and chain. He's he's uh he's trying to create a villain group named the Wrecking Crew, and I admire his thematic consistency. <laughs> he's very on brand with himself. <laughs> but no, uh, the the main the main point of attention on this one, which I'm interested in your takes on, is this is the the the, the B story, the second story, the what do they call it? Not the you, backup. You mean this, the backup. You mean this the C story, Andy? You mean the oh, you, C you, story? You give it a C as a grade. No, well, I just oh mean... oh C for mm-hmm. this is <laughs> this is the kid who collects Spider Man, and apparently I've been unaware of this. Apparently, amongst Spider Man aficionados, this is a very well known and well loved little vignette. I guess. Um, maybe maybe it. Before these tropes are tired, maybe it hit a little different in the eighties. I I don't know. What do you what do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, for most of it, I found it a sort of trite uh, audience insert that we've had before to uh, never a uh, good effect. 
Yeah. Oh, little uh, Timmy, he's just like the reader. <laughs> and it's a very odd syntactic choice to say he collects Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, whatever. But it, it's it's a little distracting, and it, it makes it seem like they're trying to achieve something that is not being achieved. Yeah. <laughs> the kid who collects Spider-Man memorabilia. <laughs> not the kid who collects Spider-Man, the guy. It, yeah, it's really weird. And the the this narrative is framed around like a an article in the Daily Bugle that's been published about this kid Timmy, this nine year old kid, and so immediately you're like, mm, what's up? Why is there's why is there an article about this kid Timmy? And so you're waiting for that shoe to drop, but like the whole the whole time is basically just Peter Parker. Like it's got such Make a Wish vibes. I thought I missed it. I. I... Mm. You you thought you thought that you had you'd skipped past the part where they said he had cancer. Spoiler, yeah. like because that had to be the premise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when the turn happens and it's revealed he has cancer, it's not surprising because it's not because it's 2022 and we know what this is. Um, I don't know. I I don't. It's it's in, I I found it interesting and. At the very end, when I was starting to write a note about how trite I thought it was, I was crying and was like, what the fuck? How were you? Yeah. I, I, thought I So I did think the ending hit a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. They're good panels. Yeah. They're really, they're I, really good panels of him standing there. But this was not the one that I cried at. But yeah, I, I yeah. liked I liked the moment that Peter Parker decides, you know, his secret identity is not the most important secret. Yes. You know, it's like. And then we will, you know, that'll that'll have lasting sort of reverberations through Spider-Man canon. So kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, when the kid is going to be dead in a week or two asks what your secret identity is, you're like, well, <laughs> who is he going to who's he going to tell the Daily Bugle? Oh, wait, they did do an article about him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is. It's interesting. And I, I like that the kid was not like betrayed in his sense of how how much he admires Spider-Man when because Peter's like, yeah, I'm Peter Parker and I took most of the photos that go with those articles you saved. And instead of being like, oh, that's kind of scummy. The kid's like, nice. nice I bet Janus would be so mad if he knew. And he's like, that's yeah. a good scam, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. scam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It It's it's simple, but it did hit me. And, and I was mad that it hit me because it like. My brain knew because it's it so was... predictable. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know, but it's a cute one. It's a cute one. Uh, and then the the other issue that we read is the beginning of a short little story we're reading because it dovetails with Secret Wars, which we're about to get to, uh, with the Hobgoblin and the Osborns and perhaps the best item of clothing we've ever seen. Um. <laughs> The, now, the item you, of, I mean, the item of clothing absolutely is was super worth it. But the rest of the issue could have been an email. Like. Yeah. <laughs> now I have a question. You you mentioned it, Andy, uh, in our Discord. Is this a, like a sort of known moment when he wears this absurd shirt? So I've seen this come up on like, was uh, it like a meme, like a Marvel yeah, meme. Yeah, almost like a meme. I've seen it come up. When I mean, it's not like a hugely well-known thing, as far as I know. But the I think I've seen people tweet about it, and I've seen. Uh, I, I saw like a Reddit thread go by at some point where people were like, remember when Peter Parker wore the crop top that said animal on it? <laughs> <laughs> I it's in, it's incredible. He's got these like 
short shorts. He's like, got his juicy jean shorts on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jean shorts and then a crop top tank top, all black. And then in white letters on the back, it says animal. <laughs> and he makes a lot of. He says really animal suggestive- as well. Does it? Is it both? <laughs> I think it's on both sides. Oh, he's you a double-sided animal. You gotta know. I'm an animal coming and going. And yeah, he makes a lot of suggestive poses in this issue too. So much. <laughs> you see a lot of Parker leg and midriff. What an animal. Yeah, it totally says animal on the front and the back. Amazing. Yep. That's incredible. Did you notice his forehead is really big in this issue too? He looks absurd. He, he looks <laughs> he looks weird. It looks like someone else is drawing him for this issue. Well, it's John Romita Jr. He's done this before. It's not like he's new to Peter Parker. He's this colossal muscle-bound hunk, and his face has no defining features. <laughs> yeah, he just has he's he almost looks like the watcher sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and it's not a flattering statement. <laughs> <laughs> to tell someone that they look like the watcher is the best burn <laughs> of the 1980s. <laughs> Who invited yeah. Watu? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean, anybody looks good next to Harry Osborne, uh, who has always Harry and his dad have always sort of had the They've always looked 140. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've yeah. had the hair that grows the, in ridges. The yes. hairlines. Super weird, absolutely bizarre, and especially weird when you go like a decade or two into the future with more modern art styles and they're still trying to make sense of the ridges and Norman Osborn's hair. <laughs> so is, are they supposed to be like the 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 ringlet curls that kind of grow in lines like that on some people's heads? Maybe. Is that what they're going for? I think w- what I picture is a sort of y- dense curls, um, sort of, uh, you know, one might associate with uh, an African-American hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're that they're defining, they're they're giving depth to with these red lines, but it does look like an odd old zebra, a sort of yeah, dying he's red got, zebra. He's got tiger stripes for hair, yeah. and it's really <laughs> fucking weird. And his son does too. Um, but Harry Osborne has a hog now. He rides up on a motorcycle with a random kid. <laughs> oh God, I didn't know what you were talking takes, about. Takes boy, <laughs> takes boys into the woods on his. <laughs> His wife, he's married to Liz Allen now, right? So so Liz says he romps through the woods with the neighbor (laughs) kids every chance he gets, don't you, big boy? Just trying to practice playing Papa, mommy. (laughs) (sighs) Every chance he gets, he's romping through the woods with those neighbor kids. Every chance he gets. (laughs) I call him my dog pack. I make him call me Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I don't know. Relevant details. The Hobgoblin is a villain that stole the Green Goblin's equipment and is trying to, you know, be the next guy. And he's causing problems. I don't know. The 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 details of this one aren't that exciting. Didn't we read this exact premise not that long ago? Did with we? Hob- with Hobgoblin, like doing a sort of spooky auction or was somebody else doing the spooky auction? I think it was somebody else doing a spooky Gre- I think <laughs> Gre- Green Goblin did that one time oh, yeah was it Green Goblin everybody okay. right yeah so he's like he's like a copycat so I mean it- yeah yeah Hobgoblin uh, I don't remember his uh, alter ego's name but yeah he's just a copycat who stole Norman's shit because 
Norman's dead, theoretically, we think the Green Goblin is dead. And Harry went through uh, a lot of therapy and no longer really remembers a lot of the details of what happened. Um, but yeah, no, it's it did, uh, it did lead to an absolutely amazing page where Harry is having this sort of very trying moment. He runs off into the woods to be a, to, to howl at the moon. And Peter comes <laughs> Peter comes after him after him. And what comes next is a page of a very heartfelt discussion between Harry Osborn and a man in an animal crop top. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Peter, why didn't you change at all, ever? <laughs> you, oh, God. I don't know. I mean, was the crop top look was just kind of in, in the 80s, right? So That's I just... don't know. It's it's some sort of weird meta joke that I don't know what the point is, because he does say in the book it mm-hmm. was a joke gift that he got. But he put it on of his own free will and, and nobody Madison made him Cawthorn wear those booty defense. shorts. Yeah. Oops, I sucked my cousin's <laughs> again. <laughs> Oops. It was he just pranked a gag. me. He pranked Whoops. me all night long. He pranked my G spot. Oh, no. oh God. <laughs> Oh, that Yikes. silly cousin of mine. <laughs> Who knew that our our comic book podcast would be the one where we'd be most go political? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, fuck. This was uh this we'll, we'll have we'll have more Spider-Man next week and then more the week after when he is a part of the Secret Wars event. Spoiler alert. But then we we uh, we read the issue. Finally, we caught up with Rory, and we read the Fantastic Four issue that he mistakenly read last week, The Trial of Reed Richards. And I don't know what I expected from it, but I did not expect a fourth wall breaking. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect. Here's the comic writer to go fly into space with the Watcher. They hold hands and go rainbow in the sky. What is happening? <laughs> Yeah, John Byrne meets the Watcher and goes to space and watches the trial. Because this is an ongoing thing, right? Is that is that Marvel Comics exists in the 616 universe as a, well, I guess like an adaptation telling stories of real life, right? For kids. Like they make comics about the Fantastic Four based on real life events, uh, which is a really odd device i guess but that is that has remained true to this day to my knowledge um and uwatu calls him the chronicler (laughs) (laughs) it's just so fucking stupid (laughs) i will say this issue is way better than the previous one and actually has some interesting content and i was genuinely kind of excited as the witnesses were showing up um, the the surprise witness Odin was fun, and I liked how scared everyone was. Like, oh shit, it's Odin! I uh, I love that he showed up and he was like, I have decided that he is not guilty. Goodbye. He's not a witness. He shows up to scream his thoughts at the court. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, he is innocent, and they're who like, who are you to judge? I no. I'm the only Odin here. <laughs> Well, what I guess the interesting thing he adds is that he clarifies, as does the Watcher later, that 
Galactus isn't just some angry dude. He's essentially got the status of like a natural universal force, like like wind. <laughs> and it and his function is to test worlds. And if you survive, you come out stronger. And th- thus Reed is not guilty for not killing him. Uh, because the universe is cool with it, I guess, is the is generally the 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 takeaway we're supposed to get. And to that end, both like the watcher also testifies and is like, it's cool. Uh, Galactus himself shows up, which definitely scares everybody. And I kind of loved, I kind of loved how baller it is to show up to like <laughs> this trial about <laughs> you kind of. <laughs> it's like, you guys talking about me? <laughs> but I guess the most important thing that I thought was really cool is that the Watcher and Galactus hold hands and summon eternity. And I think this is the first time, unless I'm completely mistaken, that we have read a comic with eternity in it. Is that right? Right. We've I mean, we've seen some elder things that have not gone named, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that counts. And I don't know if any of them were eternity. Mm-hmm. So Eternity is, and I think I say this in the issue, Eternity is like the the personification slash like manifestation of all life in the 616 universe. Mm -hmm. And each universe in the multiverse has an Eternity. So like there's like a person that represents this universe and that guy shows up to testify, which is pretty good testimony, I guess, if you ask me. And uh, he basically is like, shut the fuck up, everybody. Galactus, uh, Galactus is fine. He's fine. And gives them all a crazy like mind vision. He mind melds them all. He he does like the the uh, the, the Eternals, the, the Eternals, Eternals brain sex, brain sex. Oh, oh, the the Unimind. The melt the, the Unimind. Uni- yeah, he Unimind's everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's I literally think it's wild how he shows up and like whispers into the Unimind and he makes everybody have sex real quick. And then they all just like <laughs> Let the, us comic, never speak the, of this again. the comic like ends. The comic is done. Yeah. Yeah, it's super. It's super weird. I I find this, I, I guess, really interesting because this is a a weird it's a weird decision to make to not only be like, cool. We're going to put Reed Richards on trial and all of these cosmic beings are going to weigh in and then mind meld everybody to, to make them all agree with each other. But yeah. also to bring the fucking bring John Byrne into it <laughs> is such a weird call. Well, and not yeah. to mention, like, the whole trial is kind of a kangaroo court. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many instances of things that Reed Richards can and should be put on trial for that, like, not murdering Galactus. <laughs> It's just kind of whack. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's have. Let's actually dig into it. Let's actually dig into something he does. You know, mm-hmm. like that deal he made with Galactus. Wouldn't that be more interesting? Oh my god, for real? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's something he actionably did that is questionable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yet, and yet. No, I don't know. I I like the art of eternity. He's kind of like a. That's my favorite part of the issue is the eternity part because he he looks like a star monster. like a like a hole like yeah. a hole in the world through which you see like galaxies and stuff like he's a walking person shaped hole he's a walking uh, hole you're a walking <laughs> hole like all bottoms 
Um, <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you took us here. <laughs> you drove me here. You said All right. it. <laughs> All right. If we're gonna leave here, we can go to we can go to Asgard. All right. We'll go to Asgard and we'll talk about Thor, where everyone wants to fuck Beta Ray Bill. Everybody wants his Beta Ray dick. <laughs> everyone. They don't even know what's going on down there because he was like changed. The mystery, the mystery is what is what is attracting them. They're like uh, this guy, this guy's got, this guy's got machine parts everywhere. <laughs> I'm trying to blast it. Get... <laughs> this this guy is full on space balls, and I am ready. <laughs> yeah, I like. I'll say that I like that Sif in particular, but other characters we see as well in Asgard don't seem particularly off-put by his terrifying... Some people uh, are, but it's very matter-of-fact. They're like, you want to fuck the hideous space robot? Oh, all right. Okay. I guess to to each her own, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know... It's not overly like like there's not a ton of people being like you're disgusting. It's just like one no, or two people. No, that's what I mean. Like, they're they're very accepting. Yeah, but they but but they do. But it's pointed out uh-huh. how hideous and space monster he is. <laughs> <laughs> now that all being said, these two issues remain drowning in this awful faux Chaucer text that I cannot and will not abide much longer man it is it is so fascinating because like i my i just skate right past it like it doesn't even phase me yeah i didn't even notice i honestly was just busy i i it's it's a they're beautiful comics and it's just smothered in unreadable gobbledygook (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's a lot of shalls and thuses yeah, but fair. it's it. The thing is, is it's it's, it's disingenuine, and it, and it, and it's it, the the falseness of the writing style is what props up this horrible dialogue. This this constant veneer of uh, nothingness. Mm-hmm. Um, it is horrendous. It there, nobody speaks. There's not a single interesting character that shines through the the cipher that they're forced to communicate through. <laughs> um, it is there's just no artistry in this. It's all it's all like somebody wrote an actual comic book and then you know fed Google it through, translated fed it, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, fed it through an algorithm. Like it, it just what's left. It has no personality. It has no. Um, no voice it has no good writing it has no character it has no value (laughs) i can't believe believe how long this list is (laughs) it has no end (laughs) it's wretched that's so fascinating i mean i i'm not gonna argue the point on it because they should have found somebody who talks like an old, you know, an old Downton Abbey person if they wanted to write like that. Yeah. 
and, get somebody who's this is their voice and this is how they speak and think and can actually articulate a thought through this diction. What's tough? What's tough is that I think that they're, you know, there is there is a long tradition now that starts in the 60s, of yes, course, of the of, thou Asgards of the, you know, yay, verily, we are Norse gods. Yeah, there it's the silliest British Norse mythology. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the. Uh, I don't know, the the art and the situations being what they are, I felt. Maybe maybe it's a trick, right? But I I was very interested in the characters that were going on on screen. I was very interested in the the, the action and the and the decisions and the conversations. If all we're gonna evaluate this as is uh, is as, as a script, I will 100 percent agree with you. I don't think anybody if, talks any so different that's from anyone else. So if if this was a modern comic, and there was a much more intelligent, or I I think the visual storytelling here is intelligent. Mm-hmm. But it is ejaculated on every page is this awful script. And if it was just if they just cleaned it up to the bare minimum, I would it would go so much further with me. Yeah. But how much text is in these? We've now read what? Four, four Thors in the last couple of weeks and not a single right. one of them has had a terse page on it. <laughs> I so here is something that is interesting to me. Is the text that you're reading different than the text that Andy and I are reading? Because they redid the comics that Andy and I are reading. Yeah, but I don't think they changed any of the text. I do not think that is that is the case. It, it might be worth investigating, but I doubt it. Yeah. Mine looks mine looks new. Yeah. I, I'm willing to bet I'm willing to bet that it's the same edition. And yeah, I I it it hurts because I I really like what's going on in these comics. I thought that this was a cool. There were some cool situations going on. Uh, I liked so in no. this one in this one Odin like because he has to deal with what happens because Beta Ray Bill beat Thor in single combat last week, and he's like, "Well, fuck, I don't want to like." I mean, obviously, you deserve something, and you're really cool. And he's like, I know, but also, as like the hammer was made for Thor, and I know that, and I couldn't bring myself to kill Thor, even though the fight was supposed to be to death, and I know that. And also, is this hammer only mine until someone else stronger than me beats me? Like, I don't feel like I own this. I feel like I earned it, but I don't own it. And Odin's like, all right, we can figure this out. And over the course of these comics, he makes a new hammer for Bill. Yeah, he does. And he gets Bill a new hammer called Stormbreaker, which, of course, you might be familiar with if you've watched the film. Hilariously unimpressive ball-peen hammer. (laughs) Yeah, the the, the MCU Stormbreaker is way cooler. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, this one is just a big hammer. (laughs) But it... uh, I like I like that he was like, no, you know what? You've proven yourself dope as shit, and no one else has been able to do this or pick up the hammer. So we're just gonna make a second hammer for you. And it's cool. It's cool. And then they both get to be cool together and ride off on a dope ass chariot pulled by e- nasty goats named Tooth Nasher <laughs> and Tooth Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> they get to be hammer brothers. 
And Sif comes along too because she's trying to get down with the beta ray. Sif has Sif has fully shifted. She's like, oh, well, Thor rejected me. Well, there's another guy who picked up Thor's hammer. So he's basically like Thor. He's like Thor with a giant metal dong that I'm trying, <laughs> trying to ram. Yeah, we, we we paused the podcast and we've come back and and uh, we've confirmed that there's no difference in text between editions that we're reading. Though I did just turn a page and see a, a Beta Ray Bill word bubble that says, you are a high and puissant lord. Is there no way out of this dilemma of honor and need? You have but to ask. Yeah, it's all it's all written like that. It's all written with like a, you know, might I share your fire and fellowship this night? Yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes to anyone who asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I think we Yeah, cuz they're just asking to smoke your butt. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've run into a a a a stark difference in in what we're willing to to put up with for taste. You give me one a week, I could probably stomach it a bit longer. <laughs> well, we could we can try and find some targeted things to hit rather than read a continuous uh, chunk, right? I mean, if there's like a specific story that seems interesting or that people like, I can go find that rather than I think what our current, you know, an unmodified list was going to have us just continuously read Thor through the next like oh. couple years of, of real time, like another, oh. you know. I, co- I couldn't. I, oh, that sounds dreadful. <laughs> and you know that's okay. That's okay. We can we can pair it back. <laughs> uh, what's I, I guess the the other the, the interesting thing that I liked at the end here is that uh, you know we learn that we learn that well we learn we save Beta Ray Bill's people. That's like it doesn't take too much effort. It's now that there's two guys with dope hammers, they just sort of go take care of it. But we learn about Bill that he he's really self-conscious about what he looks like because none of his people could bear to look at him like they they put him through a horrible ordeal to choose him as their champion. They made him spooky and then they all thought he was gross, but they were happy that he could protect them. (laughs) Isn't that such a monkey paw wish where like everybody's fascinated by his enchanted metal dick, but he can't stand the side of it. (laughs) Like, yeah, yep. Yes. So he's got some serious issues in there. And so Odin is like, oh, well, here's the thing that I hate about the Thor comics. I'm going to give it to you. And he takes the sort of I guess it's it's not like a curse. It's like an ability or a bit of magic or something that Thor has had to transform to and from Dr. Donald Blake. And he gives it to Bill. And so now Bill can transform from his current form into one that looks like what he did before his transformation. Which is so, also a monster, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like a monster with lips. A monster with a lips. Monster with lips. But yeah, lips. We, but we also we finally purged Thor of this awful uh, plot element. It's so I, funny because the end of this, there's there's literally a page turn. The final panel of this page, Thor's like, well, what's gonna happen to Donald Blake? And we turn the page, and no one answers the question, and we've moved on. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess he's dead now, this, this yeah. human. 
Later on, Odin says that he will never be Donald Blake again. He said, you're just going to be Thor from now on, so shut up. Which is good. He should be. That was a it was a really dumb piece of his lore. And I'm I do glad li- that he- I, I, I do like how Odin, basically, when he does that, he, he looks at the audience and goes, we all hate it. We're getting rid of it. Here you go. There you go. Uh, and and Bill rides off with Sif into the sunset to go adventure together. And I'd be interested to know what happens to them. I'm kind of interested in that. Like, I don't I, it seems like Bill's not going to be a regular part of the Thor comic. But where are they off to? Uh, do, you, do you think she makes them change for sex? I boy, do you think she's like, I need the horseman, please. <laughs> 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 can you do partial? Can you do the normally on top and the horse, horse guy <laughs> can you, on the Can bottom? you new mutants me, please? <laughs> <laughs> can we have our new mutants date night, please? <laughs> All right, let's finish this up. We read one issue of Magic, uh, a third out of four in this miniseries. And I, th- mm, I, I know you guys were not particularly into the first two issues. I feel like the writing is a little better in this third this one. one. This one picked up picked up a bit. Yeah, this one's this is where they should have started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh it opens on a particularly hot bit of uh uh self-narration where Ilyana says, "I thrill to Belasco's voice, his touch, his very presence," which made me mm-hmm. go seriously, "Oh no, yikes." <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like the best writing, the best like dialogue was happening in Ileana's um, like narration in her head. Oh, big time. Yeah. Cat's yeah, bullshit. Really, really good. Uh, another I'm not just going to sit here and read quotes. I just like two right at the fucking top made me so happy. This one was because um, she's she's getting attacked by cat. Because if you recall, <laughs> Kitty Pride, a.k.a. cat was turned into more of a furry cat last week. Uh, and she's like going after Ileana, trying to attack her in Belasco's house. And she says she's thinking to herself, if she catches me, I'm certain I'll share my pet's fate. I wonder how much it'll hurt. I think how easy it would be to slow my pace a step or two and let her do it. But I've seen Belasco raise the dead. And so I run all the more quickly. That's a cool line. Yeah, really cool line. She's like, I could just let this happen. I could die, but that won't stop Belasco from raising me and making this worse. So there's there's a lot of that in this issue, and I really appreciated it. Makes you really like feel for her. And the drama is kind of finally coalescing where so Ilyana is both pretending to be a sort of uh, completely sucked in uh, to Belasco's like completely sucked into his machinations to train her up. Uh, but it's also kind of working a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she does want the power. Yeah. So she's super unmoored and it's pretty interesting where she's sort of both a double agent and totally bought into it. Yeah. And kind of, I think she, she has a lot of like, there's a lot of self-loathing about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, like she, sees cat every day and knows that that's at least partially her fault and she misses Aurora and she feels tempted and et cetera, et cetera. And it is, yeah, it's not easy to deal with. It's not easy, easy to read. Cause we, 
I mean, she's aging where time is passing, but she's still a little kid. And it's just, it's like upsetting as fuck on the page. And uh, that, that being said, she does discover her mutant power this week, which I thought was very neat. Uh, well, I mean, you could confirm that for me, Roy. It seems like that was what she was thinking. It was like, oh, this must be my mutant power. <laughs> yeah. Her, her circles. Cir- yeah. Her power is circles. Yeah. What do the circles do? <laughs> I mean, they're teleporters. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I'm not sure how much she figured out in this one. It was a little unclear. It was sort of seemed more like a magic ritual than uh, mm-hmm. than her circles. But they <laughs> she uses limbo as a sort of uh, shuttle between time and space. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, she magic school buses through them. I was wondering whether or not it was through time as well, because it seemed like I don't know how this lines up at all, but like it seemed during one of her experiments with her new portals, she brings the new mutants in. And I feel like that's a future thing, you know, yeah, that was a fun little thing that they just sort of tossed in there, just tossed in a little bit of world building. It was pretty effective. She just like accidentally summons the new mutants and they're like, this Ilyana's super young. Yeah. And then they, then they drive off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's really cool. Uh I feel I feel like that's uh that's unique to her with it. Like, you know, like other people can make portals and stuff, and obviously Kurt can teleport through a different dimension sort of similarly, but Kurt's not going through time. Yeah, uh, t- I think if you were to get uh, neckbeardy about it, her mutant power is just the connection to Limbo, and Limbo has a connection to both space and time. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I love when you get neckbeardy. <laughs> I yeah, love I'll it. Just stroke that big, beautiful neckbeard. I feel like I can hear the hair grow. You little ASMR scritchy scratches <laughs> if you put your fingers through it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a cool it's a cool issue. What is the what's the sort of like major conflict that we get to in the end? She's she talks with Aurora, who's like, I'll get you out of here. You just got to be patient. And then she's not. Uh-huh. Uh, and she like. What? Like Aurora shows up and 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 I guess she gets knocked out. Is that what I'm remembering? It's a, it's kind of fun. It's kind of funky. So there, so we've got this old Aurora who, uh, doesn't like, uh, Ilyana's plans and doesn't want to like, uh, teach Ilyana any more magic. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, the, the younger, but not current, not our X-Men timeline Aurora, but the trapped in limbo sorcerer supreme badass Aurora shows up. Uh, and then old Aurora's a force ghost. Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. I was unmoored a little bit. I wasn't (laughs) sure. I wasn't sure if Ileana was traveling through time or seeing a memory or if like young Aurora was literally there fighting Belasco. The upshot of it all is that Aurora's like on her deathbed, maybe dying. And, uh, Ileana has had to kill Kat. Uh, because Belasco is making Cat fight her, and that's really upsetting. And then that's sort of where we're left at the end of this issue is is <laughs> a sad Ilyana like cradling old Aurora's head as uh, as she's just murdered her other friend, and Belasco's like, 
<laughs> but it, it does, this does really, even if it's a little bit of a milk toast comic to read, uh, at least for majority, you know, majority of the pages with, with mm-hmm. some, with some interesting shit kind of just tickled on the side. Um, <laughs> it does set up a, a sort a character, a more rounded three dimensional Yana that is the one that shows real lasting power. The one that warped back in, in mm-hmm. X-Men sort of completely unfazed by her time in limbo. Yeah. Uh, is not Ilyana Rasputin. This is the sort of magic PTSD character that, that yeah. we're going to have for the rest of the the rest of the the canon. Yeah. What is she she's like Oh, I lied. I have one more quote. This is so good. She's when she's fighting Cat, she says uh when I was uh when I was little, Cat fought a tiger armed with only her dagger, the beast was three times her size with two heads and huge saber teeth. It never had a chance. I have to do better barehanded against the woman who taught me how to fight my best friend. And yeah, I mean, if you have to like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, it's a cool, I almost said a cool bit of trauma, but I mean, it is from a writing <laughs> perspective. It's a cool bit of trauma. She had to kill her best friend and her other best friend slash mentor is like dying in front of her. And she's like, yoked to this awful sorceress sorcerer who like also is teaching her it's fucking complex yeah and i can see why you like her she's very interesting to me right she slaps she slaps shane ring a ding 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 dong hello hello and welcome Uh, welcome to this week's oh fuck mary kill Where we have one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. Now, I know you guys love when I give you delicious people to talk about, but... I don't know what that means, but okay. There will be no people today, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, are we doing another one of these concept fucks? First on our list today, we have Scuttlebutt. We mentioned a little bit earlier, mm. but is the spaceship for Beta Ray Bill. Yes. Okay. Yes. Second, second on your list, we have Peter Parker's a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Parker's sexy, sexy tank top. And third, last but not least, you have the Thunderball itself. Oh, the Thunderball. The okay. Thunderball. Okay. Oh, okay. This is super easy. Oh, all right. Coming out hot. Get it. Yeah. Okay. Number one, kill Peter Parker's crop top. Uh, Why? You know, I just feel like it's on Say Peter. Say something. Say- <laughs> it's on Peter Parker. <laughs> Say something not offensive about it. Rory wants uh, to put down an animal. Yeah, I just... I, I, and I don't, I don't like how he hides his shame. How he's like, "Oh, look at this shirt I put on by accident." <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense. Own, own your shit, Peter Parker. I'm killing your yeah. shit. He doesn't yeah. say he put it on by accident. He's he says people gave it to me as a gift, but I fucking it. <laughs> it, it. People people gave this to me as a gag, but it has lady scent all yeah, but over. But it, it shows it. off all twelve of my abs. <laughs> joke is on them uh you never pass up an opportunity to marry us or to fuck a spaceship 
Yeah. So mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, you just go ham in the midnight void. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Shane. I know you said you had a title earlier, but going ham in the midnight <laughs> void is pretty good too. <laughs> that's our, I, I, that's probably our title. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I'm not sure what clarification is necessary on this. Fair on enough. This one. Uh, and then you you kind of marry the Thunderball. So this Thunderball, so this is his ball and chain, right? Uh-huh. It is. So w- the coolest thing about the Thunderball to me is that at one point, like six police officers are firing all their guns at him, and he deflects all of the bullets by spinning this ball and chain around in front of him. And it's it's a pretty cool panel. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that's really great. That'd be a good one, a good companion to have lifelong. That's the thing, yeah. It's just like you just want you just want Thunderball with you all the time. <laughs> now, I'm going to go a slightly different direction. I uh, I think that a lifelong companion I need to have is a spaceship. Yeah. And oh, I, interesting. One that talks back. Yeah. Yes. Because you know, I can I can dream of having a Star Trek sized crew, right? And people to to hang out with in space. But, you know, I know who I am. I don't know if there's that many people who are going to want to spend a long time exploring deep space with me. So it'd be nice to have company. And if you're in the belly of a spaceship, is it Vor? It certainly can be if you like that. And if If you want that to be. If it's a sentient spaceship, does it count as Vor? Uh, Well, now I'm imagining Scuttlebutt (laughs) sort of... Like participating in some role play with me where I'm I'm like, do it, do it like you vored me. And she's like, that's not how it works. You're just inside my, and I'm like, no, no, no. And she's like, oh, oh, I swallowed you all the way down. Oh, you're in my belly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, you know, so as long as Scuttlebutt's down to play with you, I think you can, I think it can be your vor fantasy, but this I'm is, not, that's not me. That's not, that's not me. I, I'm just saying it for the companionship and having a spaceship is incredibly dope. The one I'm going to fuck <laughs> is the shirt. Yeah, and I'm sure. gonna, and I I don't know what I mean by that, but <laughs> but it has such a sexual energy that I uh, I'm having you can trouble. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can find a way, you know. Me My new goal in life is to lose so much weight and to make a shirt that says animal. <laughs> <laughs> to pull to off the animal top. So many abs that I can wear an animal crop top. And that photo shoot will be available on the SMT OnlyFans. And you can tip us for the video of the scuttlebutt vor. Um, <laughs> At Backlog OF. <laughs> no, and then and then I and then I kill I kill the Thunderball, which is very sad. I just couldn't resist the other two options. So I, I reluctantly kill the Thunderball because it is very cool. Shane. Also you could okay. make a mess on a t-shirt. <laughs> See and by poor now, Thunderball. I don't wanna, now I don't want to make a mess on the same t-shirt as Andy is the problem. I go first. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Randy one. Yeah. <laughs> there's no people in the fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> and we got pretty fucking vile. 
there's, there's no people involved, so it's every man for himself. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> fucking nasty. All right. Okay, wait. I I think I marry the shirt before Andy is. Um, <laughs> I do whatever I do, right? Yeah. You yeah, know, exactly. however, however yeah. we find a union. What, whatever way Andy's sex is consecrated. Congress the is in session for a little while. <laughs> and then it's over. And then you marry the shirt. <laughs> no, you don't get the shirt at all in my reality. Oh, we all, okay, great. We're all in separate reality timelines. That's mm, how it has to work. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 okay. So you marry you the shirt. It's only gay if the balls touch. Um, so. it, do you, you marry the shirt because you want to wear it. That's more clear, right? I marry the shirt because I want to wear it, yeah. Okay, great. Which is, te- I mean, if the shirt was sentient, it would also be Vor. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. I kill... Oh, I want the spaceship to live. I also put it in the spaceship. <laughs> And I Where though? Where is it? I mean, I guess there's a lot of options. In the midnight I just, like, void. <laughs> the midnight void. <laughs> I just like lay it lay in the middle of like the crew deck and just do like snow angels on the ground and hope that it feels it. I don't know. Is this working for you, Scuttlebutt? <laughs> <laughs> Beep boop bop. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I I kill Thunderball too. Oh, I, I feel so sad for this sentient rope, this this sentient you know <laughs> AI that has to fake it with you. <laughs> oh yes, baby, you are. <laughs> oh, that's a good burn. That's a good burn too. That even no, you even could AI you... has to fake it. Yeah, but I wasn't going there. I, you were the one who who told them, who made them not enjoying it. Be it was your acting choice. <laughs> what if we could we could um. <laughs> we My can upload ben, upload Ben Shapiro's voice to Scuttlebutt. And then... <laughs> oh, I am bone dry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh God. Well, this has been issue number sixty, a nice round number of the Infinite Backlog. I want to thank everybody for listening, making it through this far. I want to thank you two for being delightful. Uh, and I also want to thank Kate McKinnon for also being born in these two months and not being a bummer. So I thought you were going to say quitting SNL, and I was like, that's kind of a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> At the no, moment, good for she you. Most get out of the very machine reasonable. and live your life. You've yeah. done your time. You've yeah. done your time, Kate. <laughs> yeah, You're you did a Ghostbusters us. movie. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. You'll go yeah. down in history as a Ghostbuster lady. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love Kate McKinnon. That's our sign off. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.